I feel so grateful and blessed and honored to have Dr. Michael Di Maria with us today and that we could join together here for the Sounds of Healing podcast and also for the Musitations podcast. And life is all about joining together and embracing the moment and the gifts that were given and the lessons that were given. And we share the language of music in our hearts with all of you today. And there's so many things I would like to explore. One thing as I was enjoying your beautiful creative sharings that you have created for the world, the idea of the mindful moments that you have as a blog and also that it's given, is it in YouTube or how could our guests find that? It's mostly on, on YouTube. It was, it was broadcast on a, a few channels, but they allowed me to post it on YouTube. So that's the easiest way to find it. Oh, it's just beautiful. Last night I, I, ha I had a job to clean and it's not my first thing that I think of doing in the morning. And I've really had some big projects that I've enjoyed and that wasn't one of them. And I listened to your mindful moments on cleaning and it really changed it totally. And it was kind of opened up my mind even further to the idea of embracing every moment. Cause we all know about meditation and mindfulness and pausing and breathing and all those things we hear, but when is it happening when it helps us the most? in which moments. So that, that was really, just really beautiful. What was like, what was that like creating that series? Well, first off, thank you for having me, Karen. <laughs> Great to be here. And, you know, we go back a long way. Yes. Music for people. And we'll, we'll talk more of that. And, and I'm so thrilled that the mindful moments I've spoken to you and you've enjoyed. Yeah. I, it was wonderful. My goal was to try to break mindfulness down in a simple, accessible way as I could. You know, they're all just two minutes apiece. And they were broadcast here locally on TV and for, I don't know, about a year or so. And when the, the local TV, you know, they asked me to do it, I, I said, well, that would be interesting. You know, it was a bit, that'd be a little bit of a challenge, but I think that could be fun. And part of that is, you know, the impetus for me behind musitations is the line from this poem I wrote years ago, which is kind of my life mission, vision, motto, mantra, and it's each moment is a note in the song of today. You know, each moment is a note in the song of today. And sure, we love that when we are doing something we love, like playing music or making love or dancing or skiing or whatever it might be. But it's harder to remember that when we're cleaning or washing the dishes or having to deal with a painful, difficult text interchange or when we're grieving. But each of those are just like notes, you know, and, and just like we know both as musicians that, you know, you have those minor keys and those, you know, uh, difficult, painful, you know, notes that take you to a place that move you in a place of, you know, grief, sadness, pain, or even sometimes, you know, finding the beauty in the mundane. So it was wonderful for me to do it. I, you know, when I would go into the studio and, you know, I do like 10 in a row, and I don't know, there's, I guess there are about 30 of them or so. Mm. It's, it was really fun to do it. And the, the response I've gotten has been great. And, and so I'm, I'm really touched that you enjoyed it. And I, you know, because for me, it's, it's making mindfulness accessible to, to everybody. And I want to say one last thing about that. So even though I have mindful moments with Michael and all that, and I've been practicing mindfulness for 40 years before it became a thing. But I actually have an issue with my, the word mindfulness mm -hmm. is a English translation of a, of a kanji, you know, a Chinese 
kanji, um, in a Japanese kanji, that actually means heart, mind, now. And I really like the heart piece. And, and probably more accurate translation, if we didn't just say heart, mind, now, heartfulness, mindfulness, or heart, mindfulness, we need to have the heart in there, I guess is my pet mm. peeve. And the one thing I want to say that that's what I always try to bring to my practice of mindfulness or when I'm teaching it, and we as musicians, you know, that's so critical. And I think sometimes people think of quieting the mind, but they forget the second part, which is opening the heart. Mm. And we need both in this world. And sometimes when people are saying, I can't quiet my mind, whether it's cleaning or whatever, I often say, well, if you can warm your heart, oftentimes your mind will quiet. Sometimes we have to go in that direction instead of the other direction. So, so those are my thoughts on. Mm, that's yeah. so beautiful. Really, having a calm mind is the answer to so many things, and to be open to have our mind and heart one is mm. a beautiful gift to be in that place, because so much can come from that compassion and understanding and being able to move to new places and accept and create and forgive mm. it has so much so much in that and connecting it with our breath which is something we hear about so much but it's true when we have stress and we're worried about something how shallow our breath becomes and our breath really is life and all the different ways we can remind ourselves to connect in that way and to not need to judge our thoughts, especially the ones that come through our mind unconsciously, the ones that aren't our friends, to just let them be. Mm. Yeah, absolutely, Karen. I mean, I, I like to say, you know, just like clouds floating by, just allow them to be like clouds yes. floating by. And if you notice, and I'm, I'm curious, like as a performer, and, and again, I'm honored to be here because I just, you know, have such respect for, you know, the work you've done in the world of music. Thank you. The, the level at which you've performed and played and taught and, you know, your beautiful book. And, you know, we have so many similarities around music and healing and personal spiritual growth. Because I know, especially as a performer, you know, both preparing for performance or when I'm you know, on stage, and you know, those when all of a sudden you're no longer in the music, right? When you're not embodied in the moment, surfing the experience of playing, which is so joyous when you're, when you're not in your head and you're in, yes. and it's, there's nothing to me, it's like flying or skiing, but then the, that thought will come, you know, and it takes you out of that moment. And I, I tell people, we, experience it really poignantly and painfully as musicians because that's the time we're going to probably screw up or <laughs> yeah. no longer we're not really being as expressive as we could be we're not you know as I always love in our our mutual teacher who's who passed away not long ago and feel his spirit with us David Darling you know he talk about listen like mad and and you know if you listen to recording he would say, you can tell the musicians if they're listening or not listening, right? Because there's, mm -hmm. it's alive when they're in the moment and they're listening and they're not just in their heads and like a computer kind of just, you know, performing. Same way when people speak, if it's, they're not in their heart, the words are not coming through their heart before they come out of their mouth. It, it doesn't have that depth. But for the listeners, all that to say, if you'll notice... When you get lost in a story, particularly a negative story, often regretting the past or being anxious about the future, you're holding your breath and your energy is up in the head. Mm. And that's where I, you know, when you come into the body, when we do a release, we talk about in our work with music for people. And I do, I have to do this all the time during the day. It's like, as soon as I find myself going there, I... I become a victim of the story. I become a victim of the mind and I'll notice I'm holding my breath. So immediately I come into my, mm -hmm. my feet, my pelvic bowl, my belly, and I breathe. And it's, you can't be breathing in your body and thinking at the same time. 
So immediately it quiets down. And and that's what I'll do. Like in particular, I'm a performing, it's kind of like, you know, sometimes I like to perform in bare feet because I like to like feel the mm, earth. Yes, I did too. Yeah. Isn't it great? I just, it makes all the difference. So I just want to, I just want to add that dimension that not only breathing, but being in our body and, and just saying that whether you're performing anything or playing, but just if you're cleaning, washing dishes and or in the shower and you notice yourself in a heavy negative headspace, mm-hmm. notice if you're breathing or not. 99% of the time you're not, or you've, or you're holding your breath at some level. It's fascinating to me. Wow. I guess it's the fight or flight syndrome that has these messages going through the blood and it, we, we need all the energy in our limbs to run fast and we just lose all sense of ourselves in those moments and breath is a good example that it's we're cutting ourselves off from life mm. in that moment when we don't take that breath but mm-hmm. we're kind of wired that way which is so fascinating all the subconscious messages we received as children that we play out in our lives and that's what we have the opportunity to to change because music's the energy that can go to those places with the love and there's so many miracles there it's beautiful that's beautifully so true i i yeah david has meant so much to me one thing that music for people that he founded the gift that it gave to me was just the freedom for me to be discover who I really am and to have a voice. I was really aware of what other people thought of me and I had lots of fears and I just didn't think I was good enough. When I started to just release all that and go in the zone in the moment of whatever note was coming next, it just opened up a whole new world to me in every way and every level. Just to be in that receiving state connecting to the universal energy and just having the notes come through there's just there is no explanation and the magical moments like the recording studio which i love sometimes playing a duet with myself and i'll play a part that then comes next afterwards and all those things you know there's something higher orchestrating it all and and then when it goes full circle that it's shared with people and it's such a great joy. I, I wish that listeners, the listeners here today and just listening, what an active state of giving that is. I, I always hated the concept that there's some star on the stage and everybody's sitting back in the audience clapping and wow, look at them because it's all one. We're all one. Mm-hmm. If we we're on the stage all by ourselves, it's just not even the same because it's when we share. It's really when we share that our experiences are the most powerful gifts and it's shared. It's, it's just like so beautiful that it's, it's shared. That's, that's, that's amazing. That's, I can't agree more and, and beautiful and, and amen, aho to that. You know, I had uh, Jonathan Best. Do you know Jonathan? Oh, I love Jonathan Best. I saw he was here. Yes. Yes. I, he's amazing. I love watching what he's doing. Oh yeah. my gosh. So Isn't passionate. he great? Just amazing. And and on our on our music nation's last podcast, he, he said that very same thing, which was he actually feels you know the next revolution in music is this making music together in the moment. And I agree. I mean, I yes, giving words to my own feeling and vision. And for those that don't know, this music for people is an amazing program that's i don't know it's been going on 30 40 years it seems mm, like i'm not sure 30 founded by david darling and bonnie insel and david you know just such an amazing master of so many different genres of music classical jazz you know mm. earth music new age music however you might want to call it but he also um to me for the listeners who don't know, we would do on Friday and Saturday night listener's choice, right? Mm-hmm. And what I loved about listener's choice is exactly what you're saying, that 
these were musicians and non-musicians who would get up and make music from the inside out. It would be listening deeply to your own experience, your own process, your own heart, your own soul, and give it expression. And we were all on the edge of our seats. The whole evening would go, would be like magic. And it didn't matter how polished, not polished, how professional, how technical. It was really the more that people were in the moment and didn't know it was going to come next, we were all in the edges of our seats. Mm -hmm. would you, I mean, that it was, was just amazing and the, and the way that things would come together it wouldn't be like everyone rehearsed it and it was so well composed and then wow it's so beautiful no it would just literally just burst yeah. as it was being created and so everyone experiences like part were part of that creation and just over and over i mean, I mean that's the most fun thing is when yeah. you're just being who you are and you're expressing it and you're sharing it and and it is that childhood wonder, like what's going to come next? Yeah. You know, you're not expecting what you have to do so that's done perfectly. No, no, it's just whatever. And the no wrong notes. I love the no wrong notes. Yeah. So true. I have that up all over the place. And it is that the two words that come to me, Karen, are authenticity and vulnerability. Mm. Right. And that's you know, um, William Ackerman shared this with me and David echoed it and deepened the practice of it but you try to do two things when you're performing and recording don't show off and don't hide oh isn't that beautiful oh my gosh I really love that that's all about life too right oh, it is like how oh my can my gosh yeah, be in be in the note, be with the note, be serving the note, not allow mm -hmm. the note to serve you, but serve the note. And I want to say, you know, that's some people don't understand when I say musitations, it has a double meaning. One is, yes, experiencing everything you're doing throughout the day as a meditation and trying to be present as if you were playing a note every moment being a note in the song of today. But it also has to do with the way you approach meditation. I find people get struggle with meditation a lot. And you know, I have my seven minute, seven by seven meditation challenge on YouTube also, which is seven minutes a day for seven days. And I don't know if you heard me say this before, but I this for those out there who might struggle with meditation, if you approach your meditation as music, so that's the other side of it you know, to approach music as a meditation, but also to approach meditation as music, meaning that let's say you're just doing silent sitting meditation. As you breathe, think of each breath as a note in your meditation. And and it helps me because I'm, as a flute player, mm. you know, I'm, every note does originate from a breath. And, and by the way, even though I, I grew up playing, you know, mm. chords and percussion and synthesizers, it was when I was 31 when I first heard and started performing on the Native American flute and Native flutes and Indigenous flutes. Wow, my, my life changed. It was like, because it forced me to breathe deeply and it put that breath into the moment. But then I found it opening up my meditation practice because as I breathe, and I, I would breathe, I would, I would imagine that I'm like playing a note and it allowed me to be with the breath in a really musical way even though i'm not literally in the meditation i'm not making any sound except a very subtle sound perhaps of the breath but it allowed me to love my breath the way i loved my music mm. so so especially in my lying down meditations that i guide and, and do myself i because i spend almost two hours a day meditating probably an hour in the morning hour at night and it's my, and I might take another few breaks during the day. It's, it's like my, you know, my favorite thing to do. And it wasn't always that way. I tell people, I mean, it took years of practice till it was pretty effortless for me to quiet my mind and open my heart. You know, it took time because our mind can be like a drunken monkey. You know, it does, yes. it does get crazy. And that's, that's the condition we all start as in, in Western culture. 
But I, I wanted to add that because I feel like um, David also taught me that music for people. It was um, there was was such a deep message of personal and spiritual growth throughout the whole program that was implicit in the program. But it was it was about honoring that we are all one, we are all connected, and you know just like we do the release, you know, it's breath, presence, and permission to be fully. Yes, it's so beautiful. Something that was really freeing for me was that there wasn't judgment or comparison. And mm. coming from Juilliard and the whole New York scene, oh my gosh, that was really liberating. And it is so much about how we live. I think a lot as we're coming out of this pandemic about all the lessons we could learn and all that the sharing we're doing now as people can imagine that they are improvising in their lives and I think you said it and it's something I've thought of how we're instruments I had some one time I named my company instrumental well-being and you talked about the we're being hollow inside open like a flute and as we see I I know that I live my life through the lens and ears of music in so many ways and and you do and each person can have their own analogies that speak to them the most but just that our our lives are open and they're a gift that we have and our voice is so unique to us and how to use it in that way that we're not showing off and not hiding that's really powerful yeah no that's beautiful i do i really see this you know, these bodies as a earth suit instrument, you know, that is not who we, we, most people think they are their bodies and have a soul where I say we are our soul and we have a body. And, and yeah, actually the, the Native American, well, the Cherokee called their flute, the long human being. Really? Yes. Um, and which I just, it just adore that because they feel that that's our uh, is to become hollowed out, to become a flute that creator plays. And the Creek, mm-hmm. the trend, which mostly the native people around here, I'm, I'm an honorary member of the Perdido Bay Creek. Their, the, the little translation of their word for creator is master of the breath. So you mm-hmm. add those together and it's really beautiful that that why we suffer and the difficulties and pains is literally the hollowing out of the flute. And Rumi has that, you know, become a hollow reed, you know, that, that God can play, mm. or life can play. And I think it allows us to, to play those notes of grief and pain and sorrow because so much, you know, I'm retired from, you know, over 30 years practicing as a clinical psychologist and it's wonderful, but I also found, you know, what was most healing for me was this vision fast, this native term means lament in the wild that I did almost 30 years ago now. And it, it gave me permission to grieve. And so much in our culture is about medicating, avoiding, distracting, you know, from the grief, either through, you know, addictions, compulsions, obsessions, or, or certain kinds of medication, we're not taught how or given the permission to play the note of grief. But you know, that's, gosh, some of the most beautiful music, right? Adagios and requiems and, you know, so much. What's so beautiful about music and art is that it gives us, it helps us turn grief into beauty and truth and wisdom. And I think that's the thing that we're missing so much. And one of the reasons I love indigenous music and indigenous instruments is most all of them are in minor keys and they have this bittersweet hmm. sound, you know, and it, and it gives us permission to feel all of our feelings all of the way through. And then it opens us to love because I think that's what, what grief and love are, our sisters you can't separate, mm-hmm. you know, because to love deeply means to grieve deeply, you know, because everything we love here, we will eventually lose on the earth plane. But it seems to open us also to compassion 
and wisdom and connection. And that's really, to me, what we're here to do. It's really beautiful. I have been really, really inspired watching your, all your growth, all your 13 CDs now and your books and all your programs and how it's impacted the world. I think I read 1.5 million people hear your music a week. Oh, yes. 1.5. 1. 1.5. 1. <laughs> I mean, just up and roughly, down. right? And just so many things. But something that really impressed me as you were going through the process of your mom's mm -hmm. dying and just, it was, it was really special. Yeah. I, I can't, the best words, but, but you were already speaking about it and about how it's embracing all aspects of life, not just trying to choose the ones that we might consider the best but that they're all together really and make us one and how we need to find the healthy way of coming together. You have so many beautiful analogies, the one about the cups, but you were talking about how we healthy relationship people are coming together and they're both free. And then there's a bridge. That's the we mm, yeah. you had your hands held up. I, I, just really love that analogy because as you mentioned so many of the things we that find challenging in relationships and addictions and codependency and just the suffering is when we confuse things i always think of the serenity prayer of how to sort out what can i change and what can i change and how to have that freedom of the difference and just just knowing in the end of the day it's all okay it's all what's meant to be this is our life and there weren't mistakes and we can move forward and also you're balanced with the soul being in the middle mm -hmm. and most people think oh the ego's bad but the ego we're not getting rid of the ego and how to put it in its um place where it's healthy in helping us with what our soul dreams and and all of that. So any of that that you'd like to share more about, because it's so powerful. Oh, thank you. Well, you've really listened to some of those videos. Thank oh, you. Yes, I enjoyed them a lot. You know, a lot of those are um, the free first module for the Peace Within. Mm. And for my book, Peace Within, which I really tried to, before I retired my license and, and retired my work as a psychologist, I... I wanted to kind of put all in one place everything that I felt had been most impactful in my own life and those I served. And it was the things I, I wanted to put in there, everything. What were the things I said over and over and over again? Or people would come back and say, you know, that really changed my mm. life. And you responded, you know, two big things, which are the um, the nice thing. You can just get it all in, in the book, uh, which you can find online. Yes. But all and on the online program and the, on the relationship it's called peace within relationships and the other you mentioned about the soul and the ego is peace within the soul and both of those and thank you i mean it's interesting i'm actually going to there's an upcoming podcast where we're going to really dive into some of this codependency because when i say musitations i mean the muse all the muses which which means all creativity because creativity healing but I I find there's a real and this goes way back you know to, to Greek culture that the relationship between love and the soul or the, the the god Eros and um, psyche or psyche or psyche we think of psyche today as in the mind but the Greek word psyche meant soul in fact there's a, the whole myth of Eros and psyche which is this beautiful myth about how the love and the soul, and I, I think what happens so often is one of the great challenges of our time, and I think it's the thing that and we all struggle with and end up on the rocks in one way or the other with, is that we can, in romantic love tends to be a misplaced spirituality. I always like to say that, particularly romantic love, we are not seeing the other person as much as seeing our soul projected on the other person. 
and and it creates a problem with with the we call illusion of fusion where we can kind of and it's mm. such a challenging piece because it actually opens us to a truth but then we tend to try to possess something which can't be possessed i think of it as like mm. trying to water in your hands that love is an open hand not a, a closed hand but if we can honor that it's beautiful when someone opens us to that place but in our culture just like we we try to possess property and things and right. you know, where you know the idea of private property also then extends to people and we think we right that's people and i think this happens again you know i my three of my great loves are you know, music and water and love, right? Mm. It's they all flow, they're all fluid, and you can't hold on to any of them. You know, uh -huh. you can't you can't own a note or or a piece of music right. flow through you, and and just like water, and that's how that's what love is. And when we try to do it other than that, we destroy it. We destroy the very, you know chokes me up a bit because it's like you know the goal of a song is not to own it or get to the end it's to be in it to be fully in it in each moment and that's how our relationships should be but it's so hard you know to love and let go love and let go and you're right it, I had a lot of experiences but it wasn't till with my mom in 2015 she it was a three-year journey through cancer and nine months in hospice and nine days without food and water at the end. Mm. And I think it's cool, though, the nine months in hospice was kind of like birth in reverse. And, you know, this was the most important relationship I had on the planet. You know, I, you know, she, um, you know, I still have, this is my urn necklace. Oh, beautiful. I would not be who I am without her love. And to love so deeply and have that, you know, love to love her into the other side of things unselfishly, you know, because I realized to, to let her go meant she needed all of her to go where she was going. And I couldn't be selfish and try to hold that back. And it changed me in profound ways that still, that I'm still learning about and you know, my dad was just diagnosed with pretty advanced cancer just two weeks ago. And he's, mm. he's 92 and it's, you know, it's like, oh, here we go again. And I, you know, I, although it's different than my mom and having been through it, I, I know a lot about where some of the, the territory will travel through together. But I, I also was, you know, in this kind of having to take care of business mode. But the other day I went out to the woods and took a long walk in this nature trail and just cried my eyes out. You know, I just bawled my eyes out because it had been building up since I got the diagnosis. I didn't want to burden him or others, but I needed to unburden myself. And at the same time, those tears came tremendous love and gratitude and memories of all the connection and times. So, it is to me a healthy relationship is whole together whole apart whole together whole apart we're not healthy it's like this you know it's like you're we're pushing we're trapping we're trying to control so, and your hands are folded for yes i can't see them that when it's exactly. not healthy less connection here right and all points are connecting here and your hands are outstretched prayer in a prayer and that's where you know me and some of my dearest wow. friends i love you for free you know, I love you for free. And don't we all need and want mm. to hear that? You know, I love you for free. But it's very... love. Oh, my gosh. And it's not easy because you do have to let... That's where the ego... The idea, you're right, you, you said it beautifully. The ego is a child of culture and society. The soul is a child of nature. It's our essence. It's our essential self. The ego is a social self. And so we go through like a soul initiation like a vision quest or something or or any major trauma if we come through it in a healthy way the ego begins to serve the soul the ego's a great first mate but a terrible captain but yes. when it's serving the soul 
that can be wonderful because the ego is the one who crosses the T's, dots the I's, makes sure we can cross the street without getting hit, balances our checkbook, you know, makes sure like, you know, has to do the social media. I mean, that's the ego. The soul's not doing that. <laughs> yeah. These are essential ego tasks that remember the social self. It's the one that kind of can move or maneuver in the social landscape and figure out, you know, what the rules and laws of the social world are, how to, to maneuver through it. But the captain needs to be the soul. The soul is our energy. And you could, and, and the soul is the one that needs to be charting the course of what's valuable, what's important, and how we maneuver through. So those are just little, those are little snapshots of some of the work. And mm -hmm. you know, Peace Within is one of my great joys. And I, I hope to be, right now it's still available as an unguided program. And my new website will be coming out in the next month or so. And we, I hope to be able to get back to doing a bit of a, you know, a month, a monthly for, with people in the program, we used to do a monthly call to kind of like mm -hmm. just question, support each other on the work of what I call soul work or what and other people call soul work or inner work. And boy, it's so necessary during this time. And, and like I say, on the mindful moments too, doing inner work or soul work will improve not only your life, but everything you do, including your relationships. It's not easy, challenging. You have to face yourself. If you have to reflect on yourself, you have to admit your biases and your blind spots, or we call shadow work, but there's such freedom. We can kind of let go. And, and the idea is not getting rid of this, the ego, but stepping back from it. So we have what's called a reflective ego, having that self-reflection. So you can say, oh yeah, that was, I was kind of like over-involved there. I was kind of got lost in that, or I really acted out there. I, I did, or yeah, I was really jealous and envious of you in that moment. And, and so that, these are meta statements. Somebody who's completely enmeshed with their ego can't say those things because it's too threatening. But when you've been able to step back from the ego and reflect on it and not take it as your essence and realize the mm -hmm. soul beyond all of those behaviors, you can hold it more gently and not be so reactive. And that's what causes so much suffering is when we, we react as opposed to act from a place of grounded, wise, compassionate um, place. Wow. So, it's so, so yeah, beautiful. I didn't expect to get into that. I but, love that. It, yeah. It's the part of ourselves that thinks we're not enough and, and we're supposed to be this perfection that that's not obtainable but to realize that life is fluid and you can't grasp it and contain it and force it to be in this certain way it you said like the search of the magical other mm. you said in, in the relationship but i think that's the other can be even other aspects of our lives that weren't really meant to be that we made up in our mind or whatever it is that isn't real that's saying about using people and loving things rather than loving people and using things, but just knowing the essence, what is the essence being in that moment in the center and present and experiencing it, that it isn't in our head, it's in our heart that f allows us to find that freedom and to be able to embrace chaos and pain. And that's just part of the whole piece of music that it goes through and then it resolves just not needing to leave it there i always think of our lives as having this soundtrack beneath mm. and what what are we hearing in the soundtrack and is that where we want to keep it or do we want to move it to a new scene and a new melody or what is it that we want because we have the choice when we flow and we just notice where we can where we can go and and embrace the joy and the gifts and this is such a gift for me oh, wow and that we have this gift of music to share and share with people and just that each person is their own instrument and has yeah. their own song that continues singing for everybody and we need each other Amen. to make this full chorus to make a full yeah. orchestra couldn't agree more. In fact, I, I'd love to say not only is each moment a note in the song of today, but we are each a note in the song of peace. 
the world needs today. Mm. It is exactly that. And that's where, you know, actually it brings us to music for people and yes. to no wrong notes, one quality sound, right? Yes. Oh my gosh. For those who don't know, this was so life to me, still life changing. Yes. We get into a circle and everyone takes a deep breath and then we, we each bring a spontaneous note that we, and David would say, love your note, love your note, sing it for me inside out mm -hmm. and commit to it. None of us know what the other one, it's not about purposely trying to harmonize. Right. Listen, it's literally when everyone, and this is such a powerful thing. I think of it as like an old growth forest or like a sonic ecosystem. When everybody gives their note from the inside out authentically and vulnerably, but holds on to it, it would always sound amazing, Karen, right? Yes. Incredible. Like, Life. It, as a trained musician, we'd think from Western music. Yes. But even from that standpoint, there was something otherworldly about it. And I think that we're on to yeah. some. I just think there's something, though, that to me, the release, the one quality sound, listener's choice, no wrong notes, these are profound, I think, it's paradigm. So powerful. It, it really is. And here was this humble unassuming man guiding these these weekends where we all somewhat were kind of like the island of misfit toys but <laughs> just like it was amazing there's so much love alchemy wow I, i'm thinking of the listeners and how beautiful it was to stand everybody together making that sound but how we can each by ourselves just take a deep breath and just let, let out any sound because the vibrations within us kind of loosen up those places that are stuck. We're our own great healer with, with the sound that we can make as we are that instrument and just make that part of our practice. And I remember one time at Music where people leaving it, I, I, I was just, oh, it'd be so profound. And I imagined it like, um, a trampoline everybody was on the side holding the edge of a trampoline oh wow and i was bouncing in the middle and you yeah. you just look around and everyone's glowing with love and they're all supporting wherever you look you knew you weren't going to fall and if you fell you were going to just bounce right back up and just just that image because now when we are alone more i think what we can imagine what we can know because vibrationally we are joined together and we don't have to have someone physically right there. We can feel them and sense them even unnamed without faces in our that's, hearts. That's beautiful. And I love that image because I remember playing that game as a kid with a trampoline. But what a beautiful image of what music for people was like. I, I couldn't mm -hmm. agree, particularly when we were doing solos. Yes. Group and, or when people would, um, we would do solo over drone. Mm-hmm. Those that don't know, all of us would be holding down a drone note, and then one of us would be in the middle and solo over it. And that's just the image of the trampoline, you know, that yes. being held, and then you could soar because everyone was holding you sonically. I really love that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna sit with that. That's so Good. yummy, delicious. And I remember when we improvised one night after it was over. It was a group of people. I, I remembered it so well. It was just like, wow. I remember like overwhelmed. Mm. It was just so much fun, just so much to share and that we could remember it now and still be sharing it Yes. and continue to share it and that everyone with us can join in. We're very blessed. The note continues. The notes continue. Mm. The notes continue, you know, when you think a sound wave just never ends, you know, it just continues on. And mm. even I, when we don't hear it, even when we don't hear it. And that's where, you know, when I think of, I think of the soul as a sound wave, you know, a song. You know, ah, and, so, and, and when I it, love that. Yeah. So the instrument, wow. the instrument of the body dies, you know, like David, I, Oh, oh yes. where is the song that, when we're playing it? Right. It's so cool. Yeah, I know to me, that's where when it's people, amazing. and then, and then how it entrains with the brain waves, but it's the soul waves. Right. Oh boy. That could be a cool title. <laughs> yeah. Do something on that. 
so uh, much coolness. Wow. This, it's you just know, so fun. It's so much fun. In, in the Aboriginal tradition of Australia, they have what wow. they call song lines. And the song line also was a map of the territory. So really? Written maps. Yes. You would sing a song and the song, you'd ha- you'd, the song would take you through the landscape. So you were seeing the landscape, which was a map of like when you were heading somewhere. And literally these were ways of maneuvering and navigating the outback by the Aboriginal people by song lines. Isn't that beautiful? You know, yeah, that reminds me. I have a a song I was so fascinated with the dolphins and wanting to invite people to navigate their lives with sound. Because the way they, from what I understand, the way they they can see is they just send out the sound waves and how it comes back lets them know where they are or how close they are to anything. And that they just, that's how they live. That's how they navigate. And just that we could do that as well. I couldn't agree more. Um, I love that. And that's really, um, yeah, I had an opportunity to swim with dolphins a few times. And there were some dolphins we worked with here with autistic kids and even Mm. people that if somebody had a tumor, they would go right to it and bombard it with sound. Really? The sonic waves. Yeah, they're so intelligent. Oh my goodness. I Oh, I always love dolphins now even more. That's so amazing. You know, the real sound healers. Oh my gosh. Oh. Dolphins and whales oh have are the only creatures that they evolved onto land. And, you know, dolphins were like a wolf-like creature and whales were like elephant-like creatures. Oh. And they said, screw this, we're going back to the water. They <laughs> back into the water. That's wow. why they're mammals, but you can still see in their skeletal structure the, 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 the feet and the tail. Oh, my goodness. When you think about a being, it's almost like the birds who evolved into to, to flight and to this. Wow. That, to me, dolphins and whales being around them these are mystical beings. They're so, oh. they are carrying an extraordinary wisdom that they walked on land and said, I'm going to go back to the water. Really you know, water is the mother of all life on the planet. And, all, and we're every- made of water. Uh, is it 80%? You hear different numbers, but. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. So you have that beautiful city, ocean, and so many beautiful things. And I, I would love to ask, more about all all about bullies and then how it ties into all your work with kids and i we maybe we need to continue this conversation yeah we could have another one yes this has been just such a great gift also thank you for helping me set up as i had my challenges and all of it and here we are you help make it happen and it's always life is good life is good it's always a joy to be in touch oh hear your beautiful music and your oh thank you so much yes and i love that as accomplished as you are in so many genres of music you also really get the spiritual healing dimension of it and have really serving so many people with that side of it and including for this podcast so thank you so much thank you so much there aren't words for me to even find to express how grateful I am for you and all you do and share and what I've just feel so expanded mm. from being with you today. So we thank you so much. And how can people find you? I know we mentioned it, but could you help it clearly know? So the main probably, and it's, it's undergoing renovation. It's still there, but the new site will have a lot more availability. Um, Michael Maria. Dot com and DeMaria is just like Maria with D-E in front of it, MichaelDeMaria.com. On YouTube, I have a lot of content on YouTube, and it's just YouTube.com backslash M for Michael, B for Brant, DeMaria, Maria. And those are two of the main ones. My online program right now, it, it's hosted at Peace Within Now. Peace Within? No, no, I'm sorry. Scratch that. Alldaypeace.com. Alldaypeace.com. And that's where the Peace Within process um, is. And yeah, I'm on Instagram and Facebook and LinkedIn and Pinterest. So people can check those out as well, too. 
And, and again, Karen, thank you so much for having me. It's always such a treat to be Oh, so beautiful. So beautiful. And I'll just share that I'm, if people want to learn more about me and my projects, it's karenolson.com. And the big thing is there's two O's in Olson. So it's K-A-R-E-N-O-L-S-O-N.com. And then my handle on social media on all the platforms is Karen Olson Viola. And wow, what a viola player you are. Oh, just thank you. Thank you. Played thank with you. so many people. So much. Just, so just much and, and just everything. And, and just, oh, I, I, next time I want to learn more about your whole creative process, but your life is creativity and, and that's what life is meant to be. So Amen. on that note, blessings and love and thanks. God bless you, Karen. Blessings and love and much music back at you. You've been listening to the Sounds of Healing podcast. Please subscribe to our community as we raise our vibrations and offer support and celebration. To learn more about today's story and guest and to receive free gifts, please visit KarenOlson.com. That's K-A-R-E-N-O-L-S-O-N and click on podcast. Until next time, May you have many sound blessings. Please help me warmly welcome Dr. Michael DiMaria. I am so excited and grateful for this opportunity to share this inspiration with all of you. It's, it's amazing. And I want to share about his background, not just his accomplishments, but all that he shares from his heart and from his soul. His life turned inside out and upside down after the first decade of his professional life when he underwent a life-transforming vision quest, Lament in the Wild, without food or water, guided by a native teacher. He went there suffering compassion fatigue and burnout after working for many years with severe cases of child abuse as a child protection team psychologist. The experience provided a profound healing, a course correction, and gave him a vision for his life and reconnected him with his first love, music. Ever since, his mission has been to help guide others to what he calls the ocean of peace that lies within each human heart. He does this through his work as a creative mentor for the soul's journey, yoga, meditation, mindfulness teacher, and above all, as a musician, artist, poet, and filmmaker. His healing music is heard over a million times a week across the world, garnering him four Grammy nominations, eight CMR awards, six number one albums, a Native American Music Award, and appearing on the Grammy-winning album All About Bullies Big and Small. He is also a Sounds True recording artist with his music being featured on projects with Eckhart Tolle, Mark Nepo, and Noah Levine. He is the author of four books, three of which were bestsellers, and is the creator and author of The Peace Within Process for Integrative Wellness, his newest book of poetry, When All is Lost, Finding Heart in the Dark, was released in 2020, and Souling, Birthing, and Tending a Soulful Life is due out in 2022. You can find out even more about him at his website, michaeldemaria.com, and he has a 7x7 meditation channel challenge and many amazing things on his YouTube channel. But you'll hear more and even more about that as we have this opportunity to speak with Michael.